Yo, what's good, guys? It's your boy Chris. I just got back from Portugal yesterday. I got a little overambitious and was planning on uploading a new episode last week, but the great weather and great food was just too good for me to stay in and edit a podcast. But the good news is, I'm back now from vacation and just wrapped up editing this one with Michael Co of Tree to Tub. If you didn't know already, I have an e-commerce business and there's this one website I really like checking out from time to time. That website is called starterstory.com. It just tells the stories of different e-commerce entrepreneurs and it was there where I found Michael's story. So Michael created an all-natural skincare brand called Tree to Tub. The main ingredient of his brand is a berry that comes from Taiwan called the soap berry. When you mix the berry with some water, it creates a natural soap. Michael and his friend created a company around this soap berry and does multiple millions of dollars per year. In our conversation today, we talk about his entrepreneurship story, but we also go into a bunch of other different topics. This conversation kind of goes all over the place, but I like it because you get to learn a lot of his thought process and mindset for other things other than business. In fact, Michael said that business is the last thing he likes to talk about, which is interesting, and you'll find out why. Other things we talk about are why he loves Chiang Mai, Thailand, and makes that his home, making the business work for you versus you working for your business, what is the most important thing for Michael in his life, two things you need to make an impact, leaving the safety of a big San Francisco tech company to pursue his own path, my first acid trip, and much more. Hope you guys enjoy. Please make sure to share and subscribe. If you really enjoy the podcast, please leave a five-star review. That would be awesome. And lastly, I have a Facebook group, Badass Asian Dudes. If you're interested in joining and meeting other Badass Asian Dudes, go ahead, go on Facebook, and click apply to join. Thanks again, guys, and talk to you soon. Hey, hey, Chris. Yo, what's up, dude? Can you hear me? Hey. <laughs> Yo, bro, I'm very excited to have you on, dude. So I read your uh, I thanks. read your story on Starter Story, and I was like, dude, I got to have this guy on. Like, I think oh, that's thanks, a crazy e-commerce story, dude. I love it. Oh, really? I mean, I thought, like, everyone kind of had the same type of story, right? Just like, you know, you, I don't know. I, I, I actually didn't read many other people's stories. Yeah. Well, actually, I'm in e-commerce too. So I've been in e-commerce for about seven years. You know what, though? I What I love about your niche, though, is that it's like recurring, you know? So like every single month or every few weeks, right. like you're getting new orders. Right, like a replenishable product. Exactly. Yeah, because exactly, otherwise right. you have to keep looking for customers. And but I mean, we, we have different issues, obviously, right? I mean, because... For you, like, you know, you can probably do some paid ads and you have the margins for it, probably. Yeah, um, big and- margins. Oh, yeah, yeah. So super competitive. So we have big margins and then just the competition that we're up against or that I'm up yeah. against is Pretty just really school, bad. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. for me, it was just all about finding that niche, Google keywords, searching on eBay, Amazon for like what to sell and then looked at the competition and I was like, this is it. Damn, seven years ago. 
Wow, like that that's that's awesome. Honestly, when we started Tree to Tub, I didn't really know much about e-commerce at all. Oh, really? Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, at the time I heard of Shopify. Yeah. Uh, I knew Amazon is big, but uh, yeah, I mean, we weren't really thinking too much about e-commerce. We're thinking, oh, maybe we're going to big box retail stores or honestly, we didn't know what the fuck we we're doing. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. I love it. I freaking love it. Yeah. How's Chiang Mai? I used to, I was out in like the Niman area back in the day, oh, a long time ago. Check, check this out. Oh, shit. Yeah. Chiang I'm, Mai. Uh, I'm, I, I'm right next to Maya. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next to Niman. How long have you been out there? I have been here for, I think, two, oh, two three years, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Are you getting bored out there or are you okay? Like, I, for me, like, it just got a little boring. So I felt like yeah. I had to go to, like, the big city. Well, I think it really depends. So that, that was my impression when I first came to Chiang Mai. Yeah. So we were moving around because we're just, when we started a business, we always, we always had the goal of, making it into a location-independent business. For sure, um, digital nomad, that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even know the word digital nomad. Yeah. I was just like, oh, yeah, I don't want to... Basically, four hours work week, and I want to move wherever fuck I want. And yeah. Yeah, we purposely try to make the business work for us. And yeah, so we're, we're moving around, and we're in like Puerto Rico, we're in Taiwan. And we have a group of friends that, you know, we, we met. So before this startup, before tree to tub I was involved in the more Silicon Valley startup scene. And I had a, uh, I was working on a different startup. Uh, and I was part of this accelerator called 500 Startups. And yeah, one of our batch teams, like, they were like, oh, yeah, we're based in Chiang Mai. It's awesome. You should definitely check it out. We were in Taiwan and... We're thinking, oh, yeah, where should we move to next? And we just decided to move here without even checking this place out. <laughs> so we moved here, and it was cool at the beginning. And after a couple of months, it started to get, like you said, kind of boring because it's a pretty small town, uh, and there's not a lot to do. There may be like three, four bars and clubs that you, go, you can go to. Yeah, Zoe, um, Yellow, those places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, warm up yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my god yeah um yeah i was just not down and we, we we left so we actually moved back to taiwan and i moved around in thailand i was in copan the the island for like full moon parties so i lived there for for quite a bit and i really liked it but after a while i just started to miss chiang mai because just the convenience you know yeah, you have super so convenient many, yeah, so many good cafes uh, you can work from, and and the good thing, the the well the it being small and kind of boring is was actually pretty beneficial if you want to focus on work. Oh, for sure, no distractions. Yeah, there's like, what can you do here? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So that's that's one of my things. I'm based in Seoul. I'm in Korea, and I feel oh, like there's so many place, distractions. Wait, well, I'm Korean, Korean. That's why I'm oh, Korean. Okay, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. So yeah. it's like the motherland. So like I was like going around everywhere. I was like all over Europe, all over South America. You know, there's like a bunch in Medellin, Colombia, like right, Argentina. Right, right. I was all over Asia, like Chiang Mai, Bangkok, 
And then I stopped traveling so much. Like I felt like I started getting really tired of traveling. And yeah. then I was just like, I'm just going to be in my favorite city. And I'm biased because I'm Korean, but Seoul is right. my favorite city. And you get the benefit of speaking both languages. Exactly. Exactly. Circles. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I totally feel like Tai. I feel like Taipei would be awesome for you. Like, wouldn't you love Taipei, or you didn't like it as much there? Comparing to Chiang Mai, right? I mean, I mean, Taipei is awesome. Like Taipei, Taiwan in general, it's just awesome for anyone to visit and to even live there. For me, I like Chiang Mai more because it's funny. I was just talking to my friend about this. But Chiang Mai really has this special crowd of expats that are hardworking, smart, but also very chill. You know, they don't like, you know, why meet someone here? Like, we don't really talk about work or anything because I really don't like to talk about work. And, you know, in the big city, it's always like, oh, like this third sentence. It's like, oh, so what do you do? You know, and let me yeah. gauge how successful you are. And then, yeah, for well, sure. We'll shift my <laughs> yeah, conversation towards that. I, I fucking hate that. You know, I, I just, I mean, come on. Like, I just want to meet some cool people. I don't want to fucking know how your business, I don't want to talk about my business and I don't want to know your business. You know? Bro, I'm very surprised, actually. I feel like, you know, like your business, like your story is like so great. I feel like you would want to just share that all the time. No, I mean, I, I, I'm honestly, I, I think it's just such a trivial part of my life that I don't really care about it. You know, it's like, that's totally not my focus. That's totally, um, and I think that's something very interesting too, is that I think it's the concept of making the business work for you or you work for the business. But I very much believe that business is just there to work for us, give us the freedom, give us the financial stability so we can do bigger better shit in life right i agree with you yeah for sure so that's kind of like the position that i'm in right now so i told cool. you before i've been in e-commerce for around seven years and just like you i have like my virtual assistants my employees my systems and processes are all set and you know like i didn't do that much day to day so i was trying to think what's like a passion project that i can do like what's something that would be interesting so that's why i started yeah. this podcast Dude, good shit, man. I was like, oh, damn. like Because I thought about something like this. Honestly. Yeah. I, I was like, yeah, there's not... I, I know there are a lot of cool people, like cool Asian people that are just not really represented. I Honestly, I thought about something similar, but more tailored uh, more tailored towards like Taiwanese, uh, Taiwanese Americans or Taiwanese expats, something like that. I, a, a lot of people have been like messaging me like, Yo, like I've been thinking about this too. So I feel like I'm on a good like path right now. And then Dude, you're good. You're good. And then, the, <laughs> and then the the Facebook group has been growing really fast, you know, so like yeah, it's been awesome to see. Especially I think Asian men is such a interesting uh, demographic group, right? It's kind of it's really weird because. Asian men are generally pretty successful. They're pretty smart and high income. But because of this, I guess, history and culture, people, a lot of Asian men feel, they don't feel enough. Yeah. I don't know. If, you know, they feel like they're always kind of second class to... For sure. Um, it's funny. I was talking to my friends about this. Some of my friends, they're really just I somewhat like concerned or bothered by by this 
right? And uh, I feel like a lot of people get caught up with, with the identity, right? It's like, oh, Asian man, like, you know, on, in a dating scene, you're probably statistically not as attractive uh, and you're being seen as this kind of soft, like, you know, nice yeah, like guy feminine, weak. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. Yeah. And it's, 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 yeah. So I think it's, it's cool that you're doing this because it's such a, it's such an interesting demographic that would really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it seems right now like that it's going really well and it's been a lot of fun too, you know? So for you, if you're pretty hands off with your business now, like what are you spending a lot of time on? Yeah. So before I started True to Tub, uh, I was kind of traveling, backpacking. So after after college, I, you know, instead of getting to like a big company like Google, like everyone else, I, I just I decided to just go backpack. And basically, during my travels, I just I realized that the most important thing for me is to is to give it sounds kind of cliche but basically there's nothing more important to you than than giving you know and there's nothing more satisfying and fulfilling and i'm not even coming from a like a altruistic type of angle like oh my god like i'm so good i'm whatever no it's not it's like it's somewhat it's somewhat selfish because it's like i love giving you know it's like, i enjoy it <laughs> and yeah and i was just thinking how can i give and it was pretty obvious to me that you have to be strong, be able to give. You have to have something to give, right? You can't just go out there and give. I don't want to be one of those people who go to Africa and volunteer at, at a very basic level. And that's not how I want to make my impact, right? So yeah. how do I give became my number one question. And, uh, and one of the most important things is to be strong financially, right? Be strong physically be strong uh in your health in your mental strength right so i just i drafted up this grand plan of how i'm gonna get there and yeah. it's like a it's like a 10-year plan <laughs> no i love that i have that too yeah no Dude, for sure yeah. yeah i have that shit too <laughs> yeah it's it's so important it's like you know yeah, I, I'm, for I'm, sure. I'm pretty sure you're, you're probably like a top-down type of thinker yeah uh, yeah, it's for me. Is I I need to know why I'm doing this and why I'm here. So yeah, basically it came down to that I need to make a business that makes money for me and make me financially stable, comfortable, so I can go out and do shit. At this stage of kind of transitioning into that, like the business is doing great, and we are just systemizing the entire business to make it run on its own. It's not as easy because it's it's quite a it's it's a somewhat complicated business. But yeah, we're really putting our effort into making sure two things are good: time and money. And my job is to make sure that we're good on time. And my my co-founder's job is to make sure that we're good with money. In terms of work, most of my time has been spending on like hiring, building teams, making sure everyone gets what they need, uh, and also just actively building a structure so we can. Brian and I can slowly fade out without the organization collapsing. Uh, that's For a sure. of work. And that's really not a huge part of my, my time spent now. Yeah. What's the thing that you spend a lot of time on now? So how do you give? Like, I feel like for me, I understand that 
really well now too because of this podcast. So I think even before this podcast, I was a very, very selfish kind of guy, just like always thinking about me, thinking about my business. But now that I've had this podcast and people are messaging me and saying, thank you for making this, like your podcast is really helping me. I feel like I'm, I feel like I want to give more. It feels so good. You feel rich. It feels so good. It makes me feel (laughs) fulfilled. Like it makes me have purpose, you know? So like you talking about giving, like I didn't realize that until recently. Exactly what you said. I feel really, really good about doing this. Dude, happy for you, man. Yeah, Yeah, man. It's it's so cool because when we focus on only ourselves, it only gets depressing, you know? It only, it's not great. And uh, you feel poor versus when you give, you feel rich, even if you don't have that much. You know, it's like yeah. a very interesting contrast. So outside of work, right now, I'm not too focusing on giving part. Yeah, I'm basically in this transition mode to uh, really set up a foundation for myself on both mental strength and physical strength. Because basically, if you don't have those two, you're not going to be impactful. You're not going to be great. Yeah, uh, like you know, if you look at Tony Robbins, like it's such a big part of his life, right? And most of these like really impactful people, they have to just take care of all front. And yeah, the past year or so, I've been just really focusing on that. On on the health side, I've been just very active. Uh, doing, I've been doing somewhat of a keto diet for a year, just really putting a lot of effort into it, and seeing really really good results. I was sixty keto. And I'm really, really skinny because I'm I'm 180 centimeters. So was that like almost six feet? Six feet. And so 60 kilos, really, I was really skinny. And uh, I just didn't feel healthy and all. And now I'm at 80, gained two, 20 kilos over the past year, basically. Yeah. Uh, and just really putting a lot of work on that front. I feel great. Uh, uh, testosterone level is it's great and that's awesome yeah just yeah feel great. that's good yeah i mean feel you're going to the gym you know like that's so important there was like a time when when i first started my business i was just like working so much that i stopped yeah. going to the gym like my health became horrible my health became oh, so man. bad and i just felt like shit like i was very depressed but yeah just going into the gym like pumping weights like eating healthy like makes you feel so good it makes you feel oh, really good. Totally, totally. Yeah. And it totally changes the way you think. It changes the way you just look at everything. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's like I, I just really think these these pillars are, you know, not you cannot you cannot be great without you no know, without them, right? It's yeah. so important. Okay, so you went to UC Berkeley, right? And then you said like right after you graduated, you started traveling. I felt like that would be a very, very hard decision because all of your <laughs> classmates, they're going into like tech or banking or consulting. Oh, yeah. How did you decide to just not do that and just go traveling? I feel like that's a very hard decision to make. Oh, it was one of the most difficult decisions, to be honest, especially with some really intense Asian parents we have. Yeah. And then oh also your peers, God. your your classmates. Yeah, I didn't really give a fuck about what they think. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't, yeah, I'm just, 
but I think for me, the hardest was justifying to myself and to my parents. It actually, you know, in terms of, and I think this is awesome for this podcast. It's like Asian family type of attention. But yeah, basically, like they almost disowned me for making that decision. Because I, I mean, I, I, I was, you know, I have this like Google, like accelerated internship program that basically I could just be set for life. Okay. Right? Yeah. And, yeah. and I was just like, nah, because I, I interned there for two months and I was just bored out of my mind. I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? This is supposedly the best workplace you can find on earth. This is shit. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's, I mean, the, 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 the restaurants, the cafes, whatever they have, they're great, but it's just like, God, like what the fuck am I doing here? You know? Yeah. Like, and I just, could not see myself staying there i mean even the, the the two months internship was just kind of a torture for me because i just i didn't see a point and yeah i was just playing ping pong all day and so when i was in at berkeley i asked i had a food truck so i started yeah. a food truck business and that food truck business was doing quite well and at the end of it i just i i sold it so i i made some cash like not much like 40k or something but that food truck experience really gave me a lot of confidence because I had no experience in food trucks or food or whatever. Like, you know, I never cooked back then. And I was like, if I could just start a business while I'm full-time in school and be successful, like, why do I care? Like, I'm, I can do fucking anything. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I yeah. love that. I love that mindset, dude. I love that. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Why? Why be afraid? You know, why choose fear versus like awesome? You know, why fucking just? Why not just go travel? Like go yeah. do shit. You know, and so yeah, basically that experience really gave me a lot of confidence and also some cash for me to just spend. So yeah, that 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 was fine, and yeah, the hardest part was definitely the family. They like just would not accept it, couldn't understand it. They almost disowned me, but that's fine. I mean, that's you have to live for yourself, right? That's the yeah, only way I you agree. can be. Re- yeah, you have. You, that's the only way you can be responsible for yourself. Is for to sure, fucking do what you need to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and it's, it's your yeah. life. It's your life, yeah. you know? So I agree 100%. Even for me, it was very, very hard to be a digital nomad. I remember like the day before I left, like my dad was crying. Like he had like tears in his eyes. Oh like he didn't God. want me to go. Oh Dude, that God. was hard, man. Cause oh, no. like my dad is like a very, very like strong, like guy. And yeah, so corporate. just like, like yeah, yeah, exactly, uh, exactly. Yeah. So seeing this that, wow, you, that was honor. tough. <laughs> yeah, that was very tough. But you know, that was the best decision of my life, honestly. You yeah. know, doing my own thing and just traveling like, wow, it's just imagining what my life would be like back in the States, like in the corporate life, like nine to five, like it's unbelievable, it's man. So fucking dreadful. You know, it's it's yeah, and and I, I think you, you touched upon a really good point that basically any awesome decision you make they're going to be just difficult. If they're not difficult, you're fucking making the wrong decision. Like it's probably not right. Cause you're probably doing whatever fuck everyone else is doing, which for is sure. Staying 99%. in your comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah, for just, sure. Yeah. If you're not making a difficult decision, you're probably making the wrong decision. Okay. <laughs> so you go out traveling like after 
Berkeley, like you go traveling, like what happens next? Like, is this when you start trying to figure out what you want to do or what happens? Yeah. So it kind of goes back to what I was talking about doing the travel. I, I was, I, I mean, I, I was also very into psychedelics. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I want to get, I want to do some ayahuasca, dude. I want to go on an ayahuasca trip in like Peru or something. Have you done that? Oh yeah. Do it. Do it. I mean, yeah, I, I, I want to not, I've, I've, I've done like a variety of forms of DMT, uh, which yeah. is the active yeah, ingredient in, For in, sure. in ayahuasca, but I have not personally done a ayahuasca ceremony. Yeah. So you're doing like, you're doing like shrooms or LSD. What are you uh, up to? I was mostly, uh, my biggest thing was, was LSD. Uh, yeah. and I've also like tried basically, yeah, a lot of just random stuff like you know for sure um like natural form of dmt or regular dmt like mushrooms like basically like any anything th- th- there's just like a period of time of, i'm just trying everything i don't give a fuck for sure <laughs> and- Bro, the, fir- the first time i did lsd like i went on reddit and i was like searching how to have a good first time on lsd right and I was just like looking through like a bunch of like threads. And in this one thread, this one person wrote, since this is your first time, take two tabs. You only have your first time once. And it was like the most Ooh. upvoted comment. Yeah. I took two tabs on my first time. Dude, I, that was like, I could not see. I was like blind oh, yeah, for like yeah, eight hours. Yeah, 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 I, know I was like blind, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly so obviously I, know. I found out after that, that was probably like sarcastically said and like yeah. everyone upvoted that, but that was like sarcastic. Oh my God. Definitely don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Dude, yeah. Holy oh shit, God. dude. I was blind. It was crazy, yeah. dude. It, 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 you basically, you got, sh- you got tied up on a, on a rocket and you got shot up to the moon. You know? oh, for it's sure, like you dude. don't even know what's going on. You're just yeah. out of this, this space. Dude, that's that's awesome. I mean, I, did you have <laughs> did you have like a positive experience or like? Negative? It was not a bad experience. It was not bad. Okay. It was just like I was blind, and then you know, yeah, very very intense. But cool. yeah, I did again after, and then it was more controlled. Did not take two tabs; just took a half. But yeah, yeah, yeah. psychedelics are crazy, I, man. Yeah, for any of the listeners, you should always <laughs> start very slow with 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 psychedelics you know? and For especially sure. if you have like uh you know uh inclinations to uh bad thoughts or uh mental diseases like that's something yeah. you really want to watch out for because uh that if you have oh, man. Uh, schizophrenia yeah. oh my god yeah. it's really it's really it, it, some people can have the I don't I, I don't know the science behind it but I do know there are a lot of stories of people uh, taking a large amount and these people had uh, schizophrenia uh, history and they just kind of permatrip you know they are kind of stuck in the states and it's yeah that's really not fucking good <laughs> yeah that sounds bad dude sounds very bad <laughs> yeah it, it's horrible it's horrible like i i personally have one experience that was just dark but, but i think it's like whatever in life right it's like you, you sure. have a very intense like dark or negative experience uh it's, it's really about how you make out of it right? it's like do you wake up the next day feeling like shit and just like you know feel bad about your life or you're gonna just okay yeah i fucked up and i'm gonna change you know, i'm gonna be better 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you're traveling, you're doing but, psychedelics and what happens. Yeah, yeah sidetrack, sidetrack. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, but basically, you know, just through all these experiences, meeting different people, different countries, different cultures. I, yeah, it just came down to the conclusion that I was talking about, right? Just, uh, like, yeah, I, I want to do something, like, meaningful, right? And, and then that led to the idea of starting a business to make money for, for me, and to enable me. Uh, and that's how, yeah, that's how we started the idea of True to Tub. And yeah, I hit up, I hit up, basically when I came back from my travels, I hit up my uh, best friend from college, Brian, which is my co-founder now. I was like, yo, he was, so he was doing the consulting shit, right? He was yeah. doing like, you know, <laughs> he was doing banking, consulting, and then switch yeah. to corporate. And I was like, bro, like, come on like you know yeah. join me you're gonna I, I basically sold the shit out of him hey that's and, hard though dude like how <laughs> does he quit his job and then just jump into this like startup that you guys like have like no product or how does that we even happen nothing. like yeah we exactly like how does he even say like yeah let's do it that's crazy well i think a lot of it has to do with himself right i mean he he his also He's not a normal person that just down to be ordinary. Yeah, right? he he is his he has that in him that he wanted to explore. He wanted to uh, go on adventures, especially like he saw me doing all these crazy shit, and he he wanted to do it. Right, and and yeah, I remember we, I I took him to this dim sum. It's like a really shitty dim sum place, like in in, in the sunset in San Francisco. Oh my god, that place is like a dollar dim sum shit. No, it, and that's the only thing I could afford at, at a time. And and I was just selling him the vision, right? It's like, yo, how are you going to live? How are you going to ch- make a choice, the biggest choice for your life, right? Are you going to choose ordinary or are you going to choose fucking awesome? Yeah. No, I love <laughs> and, that, dude. I Yeah, that's like my mission too. I want to live a dope fucking life. Not an ordinary life, like a dope life. Dude, you are you are already doing that. Yeah, you are already doing that, and and it's it's it, yeah, it's constantly making that decision, right? Making a difficult decision. So, so did you convince him at that <laughs> restaurant? You convinced him, or did it take Basically, some time yeah. for him? Oh wow! No, no, okay. no, 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 no. He was just like, sure, I'm down, and then oh, we started shit. to look at okay when when he should actually quit and okay and all that stuff and. Yeah, so we st- it, it was it was so bizarre. Yeah. Uh, okay, so he <laughs> says yes like what is the next step? What do you guys do? Well, the next step was so I I had the startup experience. So at, at the beginning it was very much just me leading, you know, like hey, like me telling him what to do and we kind of getting to, to, to get things set up. Yeah, and then it's basically what you saw on the starter story, like Yeah. That, Basically, we started a Kickstarter campaign and then pivoted a little bit and eventually went hard on Amazon. And yeah. Yeah. And we're where we are today. That's awesome, dude. And like, what are like the biggest like things that got you to where you today? Like, is it just like Amazon or was it like QVC, like being on that shopping channel? Or what do you think were like the biggest things that got you to where you are? QVC actually didn't perform well for us. Uh, And uh, well, it it was interesting because it also had to do with, I, my hypothesis that had to do with uh, demographic. 
So QVC is 99% like old white ladies. And I was the one that went on to the show. Uh, yeah. We're like a Asian man, young man to sell you know, beauty products. It's kind of off. And especially I'm not gay. If I was gay. Fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know? Right. I mean, I mean, yeah, there's this gay dude that sells just crazy amount of products on QVC, uh, beauty products. Uh, but yeah, it was just the demographic state wasn't there. And it, it's funny because we told the, we, we told the agency and also QVC themselves, like, Hey, I don't think we, I should be the guy talking mm. about this. You know, okay. But I think there's some like political correctness because they're all white, right? They're just like, no, 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 no don't worry. Like, you know, you'll be fine. Uh, I see. Like, you know, okay. They don't, they don't see it. You know, they don't see it. And so, yeah, like we just didn't do too well uh, on QVC, but it was a cool experience. They actually, it's probably a net negative experience for us, for the business, because we had to put in so much effort and time and hmm. inventory to prep for it. And eventually, yeah, it was a net negative experience, I think, uh, for the business. But yeah, uh, I think going into Amazon was definitely the best decision we made. Because we originally were trying to do Shopify, so drive traffic. And traffic was just really not our expertise. We're good with products, we're good with branding, we're good with messaging, but we're not really good with paid ads. Got it. Uh, or other forms of traffic. Amazon was just a perfect game for us. We just had to figure it out within the system, hack the system, provide a very solid product so it'll grow on its own. Uh, and that's it. It just started to grow. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. So what's the future plans for Treated Tub? We're going to expand our product line horizontally. And uh, basically, that, that's probably the, the main way of growth. Uh, just yeah. add more products that are quality that people like. So we're putting a lot of emphasis on product development. This year, we are launching six, six seven products. But next year, we're probably going to launch uh, 20 products. And yeah, so really set up the system for it and uh, make sure that our qual- uh, the quality of the products are really just great. And we have a launch system that would just get us the initial exposure. And after they buy it, they just kind of keep going with it. For sure, for sure. Cool, yeah. man. This has been a good talk, dude. Where can people find out more about you? They can, I guess, follow my Instagram. I had a blog, but yeah. I totally... <laughs> I forgot my, I, it's, oh God, it's so bad. What was the blog I, about? I, Travel blog? No, it was just more about like philosophical shit, you know? Okay, like, I love that, I, dude. I, I love that stuff, dude. Okay, we got to talk about philosophy sometime. I I'm love that down, kind of dude. stuff. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm down. Like, I'm, I mean, this podcast is definitely trying to make it a little more business oriented. But yeah, I'm down yeah. to talk about crazy shit. I, I used, I, I had a blog, but I forgot to pay for the, the hosting. And it just, yeah. I forgot a password, so it just disappeared. Uh, but yeah, you, I guess you can find me on Instagram. Okay. Uh, my Instagram is uh, crazy Taiwanese. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, dude. Good stuff. Good stuff. Michael. Yeah, dude. It's been awesome, dude. Seriously. Yo, what's up, guys? It's your boy, Chris. So that was my conversation with Michael of Treat to Tub. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. I certainly did. And... Just once again, if you would like to support the show, please share and subscribe to the show. And if you really enjoy it, please leave a five-star review. That'd be awesome. And it helps 
get me other guests and also helps other people find the show. So you writing a review would be really, really great. Thanks again, and I'll see you guys next week. Thank you.